Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about copywriting, how you can write text that people want to read. And um, I love this topic because from my experience you can't get uh, high results without writing uh, because all content depends on the writing. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with uh, Jeff Strauss. How are you? Good, Anatoly. Thank you for having me as a guest today. Yeah, it's a big pleasure. I check out your profile. I found that you know about writing a lot. That's why I'm so excited to learn more about that. Before we start, introduce a little bit about yourself, your background, and why you decided to take this topic. Okay. Well, um, March of last year, I decided to start my own business. It's something that I've always wanted to do, and I decided it's about time that I did something about it. So... I bought a book from Amazon on how to be a freelance writer, took a bunch of stuff out of that book and started doing the things in the book, set some modest goals for the year, and actually uh, got past those goals by the end of the year. And so then uh, coming to this year, 2021, I said, well, you know, last year went well, so let's see if I can double that. So this year, uh, just a week or two ago, I actually more than doubled what I did last year. And... Uh, But previous to that, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Sajad Hussein, who I've known for uh, years and years, he actually has a different type of business, but he's been finding a lot of success. And I was looking for a way to grow my business next year going forward. And I was kind of struggling with how to do it. And uh, he said, well, here's some of the things I'm doing. So I started doing some of the things he was doing, which brought me to LinkedIn, where uh I learned all about how LinkedIn works and uh, what, uh, how to write a good post on LinkedIn. And uh, so that's kind of what got the ball really rolling for me as far as uh, uh, growing at this point, if that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, let's start from the basics. Um, I think that um, uh, writing uh, changed a lot. Uh, in the last time because uh, um, of SEO, Google changes the game and um, uh, today user experience plays uh, a huge role uh, for getting results in Google. Uh, even uh, for social media, uh, if you want to get results, you need to write some content that people want to consume and algorithms can uh, recognize this content. And for example, uh, 10 years ago, I had a team of copywriters who wrote about everything, you know, uh, they just uh, take, uh, uh, they took any topics and yeah, just created content. We ranked on Google, we got uh, uh, high uh, engagement on social media. But today uh, I changed the approach. I can explain uh, how we did it. Uh, I I don't hire uh, copywriters. I hire um, uh, experts who know the topic. Uh, for example, if uh, we are... Um, if we want to promote some specific niches and I hire editors who can uh, simplify the text. Can you provide more insights? How, uh, from your experience, how do you uh, overcome these challenges? How uh, you decide these problems, especially uh, if you want to write about a new topic uh, uh, that uh, demands experience uh, and uh, yeah, uh, provide more insights about that. Sure. Um, 
Well, with the search engines and getting your message out there, it used to be about keywords and uh, understanding the algorithms and stuff like that. But the algorithms have gotten to a point now where, uh, especially Google, can understand context. And so now I think it's less about SEO and dealing with algorithms. And it's back to the basics. It's it's what is the goal of what you're writing? What do you want to achieve? You know, you want people to uh, sign up for a newsletter. Do you want them to buy something from you? Do you want them to go to your website? So the first thing in anything you write uh, online or for digital marketing is, what do I want to get back for this? What, what, what's my goal? Second step in my process is, okay, now that I know what I want, I have to figure out who my target audience is. And once I know who my audience is, I have to figure out how I can craft a message that will make that audience uh, respond in the way that I want them to, whether it's to give me their email address to uh, add to a list or to uh, you know talk to me some more uh, about my services. Whatever that goal is, I have to know the goal, know who I'm talking to, uh, and, and figure out how I can say what I want to say to get them to do what I want them to do. And I think that is the basics of good writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, um, I read a few books about writing. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them uh, from Joe Sugarman. Uh, he was one of the best uh, writers in marketing. And he uh, shared an interesting point that you need to start from your uh, first sentence. If you write anything, just uh, start from first sentence. And uh, um, he, um, he explains that... Um, uh, if uh, your first sentence needs uh, to provide a strong reason to to read the second sentence, the second <laughs> for the third. But, you know, uh, from my experience, I often see writers ignore such things. They usually uh, write some generic stuff, not interesting. And um, uh, Google shares some insights that 80% of users leave content for a few seconds. Uh, yes. It concerns uh, social media as well, YouTube. Uh, and uh, people um, usually scan. Uh, they don't read a lot. And uh, what he explains about that, you need to write a short sentence without... Um, uh, full explanation, uh, just even uh, not completed sentence. Uh, and the second sentence uh, is the same. Can you provide more insights how to uh, craft this intro that can retain users and give a strong reason to read the whole text? You know, I always think about the analogy of an email. If you don't have a strong subject line for an email, nobody's going to open it and it doesn't matter whatever comes after it because nobody's going to read it. Right. Yeah. So you have to have that strong first line. Like you were saying, you know, you have to have a strong first line. They read that you you get them hooked and they want to read more and then you keep them interested. So like with my LinkedIn posts, I always try to pose an interesting question that I think pertains to something that my audience would be interested in. And um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's fine that's fine um so yeah no I, I completely agree with that you always have to oh yeah a couple wow yeah i have two dogs <laughs> okay um they always fight with each other that's okay <laughs> okay um so yeah no that's that's exactly right you know you, you have to give a pe- people reason there's so much content on the internet uh you have to give them a reason to keep reading is the way i look at it and uh I don't necessarily agree that it has to be something short, but 
but it has to be something that they'd be interested in and, and, and is uh, attractive to them. Uh, whether it's a question or whether it's a, uh, a statistic that maybe is surprising. Um, so yeah, yeah, opening lines are very important. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, let's talk about uh, the structure. Uh, from my school, I remember, you need to have the intro, the main part and conclusion. And it's the same with uh, modern content. Uh, when you have no uh, the right structure without logic chain, people might lose attention uh, and yeah, they can leave it. Can you provide uh, uh, your structure? For example, uh, do you use uh, templates or uh, you uh, learn user's intent and think uh, how you can provide uh, content that people want to consume? Uh, or uh, anything else, uh, because from my experience, um, I usually uh, use subheadings uh, I, uh, and learn competitors in the top 10 results. But uh, it's interesting that people want to get something new. If you provide the same content, it's not interesting. Can you share your insights uh, how to craft the right structure? Uh, I think it depends on, again, your goals and your audience and uh, the medium you're using. You know, if you're uh, writing a 750-word uh, blog post, you know, the, the structure is going to be a lot different than uh, a LinkedIn post. Um, for instance, like my LinkedIn post, I, like I said, I started with a, a, uh, an attention-grabbing headline or question. Then I tried to put uh, a, a body that has uh, value for the reader, and uh, I tried to make it as entertaining as possible. And then I end with a call to action. And I find that to be effective for uh, LinkedIn posts and, and probably other social media. I haven't gone too far with other social media at this point. Uh, I will be branching out, maybe Twitter next, we'll see. But uh, again, it, it depends on what you wanna achieve, who you're trying to talk to and uh, the uh, medium that you're using. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned about call to action in LinkedIn posts. Can you tell more about that? How do you set up call to action in your posts? Uh, well, you know, the thing is, if you want people to do something, you have to ask them. If you don't ask them, they're not going to do it. So you just have to do it. Um, for my LinkedIn posts, my goal typically is to get them to schedule an appointment with me so that we can talk about how I can help them tell their own stories better. Because that's kind of how I frame what I do. Uh, I'm there to help you tell your story better. You know, there's always been this uh, idea of marketing and now there's content marketing and online and digital marketing. But it all comes back to storytelling. You know, people have been telling stories for thousands, tens of thousands of years. It's just part of who we are. And marketing is a form of that. So, um, you know, the, my call to actions typically are, uh, you know, let me try to help you tell your story better. Here's the link to my calendar so you can schedule an appointment. So that's uh, typically what I'll use on a post. But again, it goes back to, what you want people to do. If you want you want more uh, traffic to your website, your call to action might be, if this is interesting and you wanna know more, here's a link to my website. If you want to get them on your email list, you could be, you know, hey, if you wanna know more, let me send you some uh, email sort of thing. It just depends what you wanna do, what you wanna get out. Yeah, got it, yeah, valuable. Okay, uh, you mentioned about um, learning uh, audience, can you, Tell more how to learn audience. For example, if I don't know 
who my audience will be. Uh, or for example, for content marketing, when I write blog posts, um, and um, for example, Forbes uh, might have a similar audience to the uh, or readers uh, persona. Uh, but um, if I have different topics uh, and uh, uh, they're not the same, but related to my products, uh, how can I learn that my audience uh, will be uh, adults or teenagers or uh, women or, or any other demographics data? Sure. Um, I think it goes back to what your product is and knowing your product and knowing who could get value from your product. You know, that could be a wide range of people. You know, uh, I have served businesses anywhere from a sole proprietor up to, uh, you know, uh, larger organizations and partnerships and anywhere in between. Um, you know, the, the, like I said, the, the, the product of storytelling and telling a better story is valuable to every business. So in my case, uh, I, I consider myself a, a B2B type uh, outfit. So... Uh, businesses uh, that uh, could use help in telling their stories is my target audience. So it just depends on what your product is and who would get value from your product in determining who your target audience is. Yeah, got it. Okay, let's talk about the price for writing. Uh, I often get this question from my clients uh, because uh, in most cases, my clients have no time to write any text uh, or they have no experience with writing. Uh, they uh, asked me uh, if um, uh, if they're looking for uh, copywriters, they usually ask uh, how to charge uh, or how to find the right price. Uh, for example, uh, we have two options, uh, paying for time or paying for uh, quantity of uh, symbols or uh, words, it depends. Uh, can you tell more uh, which way is better and why this way is better? Um, you know... I prefer myself to charge based on the project, not on the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I offer, uh, I've done all kinds of writing projects for uh, different companies and, uh, you know, different scopes and sizes, but uh, my basic products are, uh, I offer a few LinkedIn type of products where I can uh, do a, an analysis of your uh, profile and help you optimize that. I can uh, do an analysis and teach you how to write better posts. I can even uh, just edit posts for you uh, for grammar and usage type things. Uh, or I can even just create original posts for you. And each one has a different price point. And uh, I, I, base it, I base my pricing on what value I provide, my service provides to you, no matter how much time it takes for me to do that. Um, I try to set it up so that it takes me as little time as possible while providing you the most value possible. Uh, so like, uh, I've got a package for, uh, blog writing. I'll do, uh, 10 blog, I'll do a package of 10 blog posts for you to put onto your website. And of course that's going to be a little more expensive than me writing 10, uh, social media posts because it's a, a lot more work. Uh, but I, I don't like getting into time. I, I like to look at the value that I'm providing and, uh, charge based on the value that my customers are getting for, uh, the product I provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Interesting. Okay, I'll share this video <laughs> with my clients. <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about um, learning before writing. I know that it takes time. For example, uh, if someone wanna um, 
pay you for your service. Uh, I think, uh, uh, can you tell them uh, that you need time to learn more? For example, uh, from my experience, uh, if I want to write something new about digital marketing, I usually open uh, Google the top 10 results, check mm -hmm. out the existing content, uh, learn from them, and I know what I need to do to provide something new. I can write the same thing because yeah. uh, it's boring, it's not interesting, and most copywriters usually do it. They rewrite existing content. Uh, it doesn't bring any value, new value. Yeah. I mean, like this. It's boring, and uh, it's the same like uh, watching uh, one movie twice or uh, reading one book twice. People not interested with that. Uh, they want to get something new. And, uh, for example, from my experience, I often, uh, when I ask my friends about a new movie, they reply, nothing special, uh, the same plot. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I think it's the same with writing. Uh, you need to provide something new, but considering user intent. Can you tell how do you decide these challenges uh, to learn uh, about specific topic and think how you can provide something new uh, considering that people want to get uh, uh, the same format? Or, uh, I mean, like, for example, we have educational format, entertainment, or uh, commercial intent. Yeah, it depends. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, it's a very good question um, because, you know, there's uh, only so many different topics people want you to write about. Like you said, maybe stock market, maybe about marketing, maybe about whatever their particular business is. And, uh, you know, it, it's all been written about a hundred times before. So if all you're doing is saying the same thing over again, uh, that's not going to provide any value to your client. So you want to think of ways that you can provide something original because that's going to be more valuable in, in, in a marketplace where there's hundreds or thousands of people talking about the same topic. If you're just saying the same thing, why are people going to read what you wrote instead of what the other thousands of people wrote? Uh, so the ways that I've looked at for providing original content are you can uh, infuse your own experience, you know, tell your original stories that nobody else has been able to tell because they haven't had those experiences. Uh, you can uh, do original research. You can do surveys. You can, uh, you know, create new statistics that nobody else has. That would be original and make you stand out in the marketplace. Uh, and another way is interviews. You can interview people in those industries and provide original interview content. Uh, and that is another way you can differentiate your content in the marketplace. So those are three ways that I've found that uh, are good for creating original and different content that will stand out in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Interesting. Yeah, I need to think about this to interview people before writing. Uh, I usually, uh, by the way, I usually ask uh, on LinkedIn uh, what they think about my points. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I'll consider that. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, simplifying. Uh, Albert Einstein uh, said uh, that uh, you need to simplify as maximum as possible, but not simpler. Can you tell more uh, from a uh, writing perspective how to understand this point and why we need to simplify uh, text? Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, it's a good question. It's a good point. Um, and simplifying is good, but I think it, again, goes back to understanding your audience. If you are, let's take, uh, you mentioned Einstein, so let's talk about gravity, all right? You take gravity. 
if you have an audience that is full of scientists and they know all the mathematics and the equations, well, then you can talk about the equations and the mathematics that explain gravity in scientific terms. They'll understand it and it'll resonate and it'll be meaningful for them. But if you have an audience full of normal people who don't understand all the science and the equations and the math, if you tell them in that same way, you're going to lose them because they won't understand a word you're saying. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if you understand your audience, if you've got scientists, tell them the science stuff. If you've got non-science people, drop something and say, that's gravity. Mm -hmm. That's <laughs> because of gravity. You just you understand your audience and you speak in the terms that will uh, be most meaningful to them. So it's not necessarily simplification. It's just an understanding of what is going to get the message across the way I see it. Okay. Uh, let's talk about uh, starting from scratch. If I uh, have no audience, if I'm going to gain my loyal audience, what can I do if I don't understand uh, someone if uh, I'm going to take them? That means I need to learn before writing uh people that i want to get on, on board or uh, uh just to be myself i don't know <laughs> provide more about that okay um if you don't understand your audience um maybe just interact with people let them know hey this is what i'm doing uh you know and see what their reaction is and uh just test and try and experiment You know, if you don't know, it doesn't hurt to try because the worst that can happen is it doesn't work and you try something else. The worst thing you can do is sit and get stuck in your own head and not try anything and just wonder what will work and what won't work. If you don't know, just start trying stuff and the stuff that works, keep it and the stuff that doesn't throw it away. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm good. At... Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, uh, the way of writing. For example, uh... Uh, I think um, in most cases I write uh, in conversational talk because uh, uh, I want to talk to my uh, readers, but uh, it's not always the case. It depends, yes, uh, of the projects. Can you tell uh, how to uh, to write with, uh, uh, especially if we are living in the modern world when we have this um, audio experience or something similar and uh, google often uh, claims that we need to write in conversational tone uh, because people might use uh, uh, i don't know siri or, or uh, uh, alexa or uh, google home or any other devices to uh, ask some questions uh can you tell more about conversational tone uh because uh for example i, I check out online that uh, how we can write in this tone just to uh tell and record your <laughs> voice and uh, to get this text you can uh edit um, but uh i don't see it i don't see when people use something like this they usually write uh in their documents can you tell more about conversational tone do we need to uh, edit with this tone or uh, uh to yeah provide your insights about that you know i think conversational tone is important um And even putting aside the technology and the Siri and the Alexa, um, people respond better to mm -hmm. conversational tone. If people feel like you're just giving them a speech or rattling off facts and statistics, you know, they're going to get bored and they're going to feel like they're being uh, kind of like in a classroom, you know, like someone just telling them something. 
And that's not as enjoyable an experience as having a conversation with somebody. So uh, when you're writing, just think in your head as if you were talking to the person, not necessarily telling them something or instructing them. Uh, just think like, you know, you're just having a conversation and, and, and write like that. And then get out of your own head and look at it again as if you were in the audience and think, oh, does this feel like a speech or a lecture or does this feel like a conversation? And uh -huh. you know, do an analysis from the perspective of the person that you're trying to talk to. And uh, if it feels more like a speech or a lecture, then you should probably go back and edit it until it feels more comfortable, relaxed and conversational. Yeah, got it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, how to write for a person, not for a crowd? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, for example, um, um, I often um, uh, get this point that you need to write for uh, one person, not a crowd. Okay. Uh, and how to write this text? Uh, because uh, when readers read text, they want to uh, get personalized experience. They want to yeah. feel that uh, this text was uh, written for, uh, for one person, for uh, one reader, not for a uh, big crowd. You know? yeah. Can you tell how to do it? Um, again, I think it, it goes back to understanding who you're trying to talk to. Uh, because then you can hit on uh, needs or wants or pain points that they may be experiencing. And when you talk about things that they're experiencing, it's going to feel to them like you're speaking directly to them, even if you're talking to 10,000 people who might have the same needs, wants, pain points. Um, so if you are hitting on things that are relevant to your audience, it's going to feel like you're talking right to them, even if you're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, from my experience, I usually write uh, a lot of I and you. Uh, and um, when you use uh, these two words, you can uh, make this uh, friendly tone. And, yeah, uh, it's, it creates the feeling, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, can you tell more about... Uh, uh, using friendly tone. Uh, for example, uh, 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 I can learn my audience. I understand what they want to get, but uh, I want to provide the reason uh, to read the whole text. For example, uh, this text will help you uh, simplify your life, decide your problems, improve your quality of life. Can you tell how to give these reasons? to read the whole text uh, in, in your context. Because, for example, uh, I check out many different techniques. Some of them um, uh, provide uh, uh, some uh, uh, short sentences like, the best part is coming. Uh, you will learn something like this. Can you tell from your experience how to, uh, I don't know, how to highlight that uh, if I read the whole text, uh, I'll get a lot of value from that? Okay. Um, well, one thing that I like to do is when I uh, create something new, then I go back and I read it under the microscope of, is there anything here that doesn't add value, that doesn't add meaning, that it's just kind of, I don't want to say garbage, but unnecessary maybe. Maybe there's some stuff in there that's uh, just for show. Maybe it's not going to be that meaningful or valuable 
So what I tried to do is make uh, my writing uh, as short as possible, but not too short, going back to the Einstein, make it as simple as, but not too mm -hmm. simple. Um, so that's one thing to do. Another thing to do is if you're afraid that people will not read all the way to the end, structure your writing so that the most important thing is first, and then the next most important thing, and the next most important thing. So mm -hmm. you're almost doing it, it backwards, just assume, you can just assume that they're not going to read it. So make sure that the most important thing is first in case that's the only thing they read. And then you don't really have to worry about them getting to the end because they would have read the most important thing right at the beginning. But uh, if they get uh, the most important thing, they might lose the reason to read the whole text. What do you think about that? Um, it's possible, but if they're getting the most important thing to start, then maybe they don't need the rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that means you need to take care about readers first. And yeah, okay. Uh, let's talk about SEO. How to uh, put keywords in your text uh, to help Google to understand the context, uh, uh, what your text means, and uh, yeah, uh, how to relate with users' intent? Uh, you know, I actually don't worry a lot about algorithms and Google and everything else. I worry about what I want my writing to do for me. And I worry about who my audience is and how I'm going to get that. Because it, it, writing is about people. It's not about the machine in between. Uh -huh. You know, if you have good writing, if you have a good message and you get it out there, people are going to find you. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, uh, you know, I agree with that because Google algorithms can understand much better mm -hmm. uh, the content. And uh, yeah. uh, I think uh, it's obsolete uh, to uh, try to submit uh, many keywords uh, to count density. Uh, yeah, because Google, yeah, today in 2021 with uh, artificial intelligence, many other algorithms, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a little bit obsolete, but it plays some role, but not, not big. That means even uh, using one time, it, yeah, it's yeah. enough. Like with uh, LinkedIn, all I did was I started using that basic model, you know, have a catchy headline, provide value in the middle, and have a call to action at the end. And I started doing that about three months ago. And when I started, I was getting, you know, uh, 50, 100 views. And then I started thinking, oh, I could, what if I, uh, you know, uh, hashtags, what if I started looking at hashtags? So I started, uh, I, I researched what are the most effective hashtags on uh, LinkedIn in 2021. So then I changed my hashtags. Well, that made a big difference. So then I started jumping up into thousands of views on every uh, post that I made. And uh, now on a weekly basis, I usually get a few that top 10,000, 20,000. And I've actually had a few that have topped uh 30,000 views. And, and, and it comes down to, you know, getting people's attention, giving something of value, uh, and being consistent. You know, I post every day. Mm -hmm. That's it. People know I post every day. Ah, for me, consistency is the most important thing in the writing. Uh, yeah. If you want to get results, you need to be consistent, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, great offers. For example, uh, once I read the book from Jack London, uh, and he wrote uh, hundred years ago. Uh, and uh, uh, I don't remember the name of this book because uh, he he wrote a lot of books and uh, I read many of them. But uh, he pro 
uh, he uh, shared experience from one offer who uh, wrote uh, plus thousand words a day in to uh, yeah. to be good. That means yeah. uh, I use the same approach. Even today, it's much simpler to count how many words you uh, write. And yeah, I write uh, plus thousand words a day because it helps to improve my uh, writing uh, skills. And sure. uh, um, I think that uh, you don't need to be uh, perfect in writing. You can uh, no. get the skills. You can yes. uh, gain them uh, by writing every single day. What do you think yes. about that? I do. I agree. I think writing is like anything else. The more you do it, the better you're going to be at it. I completely mm -hmm. agree with that. Um, but you also have to uh, write. And that's that's you know a good basic. But you also have to analyze your results and see, hey, did this work or did this not work? What is working? What isn't working? What can I change to get better results? So it's not just doing it. It's also analyzing the results and making changes to uh, become more effective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, can you share how do you analyze these results? Um, well, for the things that I do for my clients, I, I measure it in terms of if they're happy. And if they get better results, and if they hire me again, then I know that I'm doing good. Um, in terms of what I do on the social media sites, I track how much engagement I get, uh, how many people are responding and reacting and conversations I start, and also uh, how many of those people uh, engage me in terms of, hey, uh, what services do you offer and can you help me? Uh, so that's my measuring stick with uh, you know, because my writing is a profession. I do it professionally. You know, I get paid for it. So my measuring stick is, is my writing getting me to my goal? And my goal is getting more clients and more business. So if it's doing that, then it's effective for me. Yeah, I agree. Retaining customers uh, costs uh, five times less than uh, acquiring new ones. That means, yes. yeah, <laughs> um, if your customers are happy and yeah, you can be happy as well. Okay, yeah. uh, let's talk about the price. I want to get back to this topic because uh, um, um, once I uh, uh, of my clients asked me uh, how much uh, to pay for writers. I told him, mm -hmm. I don't know, it depends, but uh, uh, for simple writing, it starts from uh, $300 uh, uh, for, for a post, but it, it only starts. And he, he replied to me, no way, I can order for $5 on Fiverr. Can you reply to this uh, request? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? If you only want to spend $5, you're going to get $5 of value back. You get what you pay mm -hmm. for. And one interesting thing about the marketplace is that I am uh, now learning uh, is that uh, if you have a high quality product and you want to attract high quality customers who have uh, 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 can realize your value and they have the means to uh, pay a higher price for the higher value, if you're charging a lower price, they're going to wonder about the quality of the product you're offering. You know, it's like uh, a cheap car versus, you know, an expensive car. You know, they're still both cars, but the rich people are going to buy the expensive cars because they think there's more value there. They're not even going to look at the low price cars because they think there's probably it's not as good. So as a writer, as a content creator, what you want to do is... Uh, Make sure you're going to provide value first. Make sure you are providing high value, high quality product. 
But once you know that, then you can price whatever you want to price because the people that can afford you and will get the value from what you provide will pay that higher price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, got it. Okay, uh, can you tell how to find copywriters today? Uh, do we need to use platforms uh, or search them on LinkedIn uh, or any other uh, methods how to find uh, writers? Because um, it's a big challenge you know, to find a good writer. Uh, mm-hmm. I, rem- uh, I think that um, I can share uh, how we did it once. Uh, uh, when we decided to find digital marketers, uh, we found uh, over uh, 300 uh, bloggers uh, on this field. Uh, then we... Uh, Uh, filter them out uh, uh, with commenting, sharing, uh, SEO traffic, and uh, reach out to 100 bloggers and uh, got requests, uh, I mean, like, got replies from uh, uh, 10 bloggers, and uh, we hired only two people. Yeah, it's it, that was big challenge, and we spent uh, three months to do it. Can you tell... Uh, or simpler way or anything else, how to find uh, good writers today? You know, I think there are a lot of good writers out there. Um, I'll tell you the story about how I kind of started my business. Like I said, you know, March of last year, I got the book on how to be a freelance writer. And uh, they said, uh, you know, get onto uh, Upwork and some of the other platforms, you know, get your uh, 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 profile set up and start applying for jobs. Um, And that's fine and good, but um, as a person providing the service, if I want to grow my business, the platform is no longer a good fit for me because the the rates of pay there and the amount that they take off the top just don't make financial sense for me at this point in my business. So that's when I made the switch over to LinkedIn because I knew I, at this point I built a portfolio. I'm confident in my abilities. I know the quality of my product. So now I'm out there and I'm not relying on the platform to hook me up with clients. I'm out there saying, hey, look at this. Look at what I can do. Uh, you know, it's high quality. So I think if you're looking to hire high quality writers, I think you can find more of them that are not relying on the platforms. I think the people on the platforms you might end up with a, a lower quality or, and I'm not making a blanket statement or anything, you know, I think there are probably great people there, but I think the people that get to a certain point in experience realize that uh, they can no longer get uh, a fair return on the value they provide through the platform. So I think if you're looking to find better writers uh, quicker and easier I think you want to start engaging with them on an individual basis through social media, because I think uh, once uh, somebody gets to a certain level in their business and their uh, writing, they're going to make that jump over to where they can do better for themselves because they've gotten to a, uh, a higher level of what they provide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Uh, okay, uh, how to check them? For example, uh, if I find uh, a copywriter and everything looks great, a portfolio, experience, uh, ratings, feedback, uh, and, you know, um, I often get this trap, you know, because uh, when uh, everything looks great, but uh, these uh, freelancers uh, usually uh, rehire others, you know, and um, uh, I can't get quality. 
And uh, can you tell more uh, how to uh, test it, how to analyze that this copywriter will be good for you and uh, you won't lose time with him or her? Sure. Uh, I think the best way to judge not just copywriters, but any type of professional you might be hiring, ask if you can talk to their previous clients. Mm-hmm. If they've done high quality work and they've provided high quality results for previous clients, those clients are going to be happy to talk to you and tell you that, hey, this person is good. They're going to do good for you. Um, you know, one of my recent clients actually did a video testimonial for me, which is on my LinkedIn profile and on my website. Uh, so, you know, social proof, you know, if uh, a copywriter is good and they know they're good, they're not going to mind putting you in touch with former clients that are going to sing their praises. So I think that's the best test for any type of professional. If, if they're good, if they've done good work for people, people will tell you and uh, that's who you should ask. Yeah, got it, got it. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Yeah, it's valuable. I've learned a lot from you. Uh, yeah, uh, and tell our audience how they can find you, learn more about you, reach out to you. Sure, thank you, Anatoly. This has been great. I've loved every minute of it. Uh, this is, yeah, just been a wonderful experience. Um, so um, I'm on LinkedIn, obviously. Uh, just look up Jeff Strauss and you'll find me. I think I'm the only one there. Um, I also have my website, which is jefftherwriter.com. And if you want to find me, email is jeff at jefftherwriter.com. So it's all pretty uh, standard stuff. Uh, So those are the best ways. And and once you find me on LinkedIn or my website, um, there will be uh, ways for you to either message me directly or you can actually set up a, a free 30-minute meeting with me so we can talk about, you know, what we can do together to uh, get your story uh, more productive and effective for you. Yeah. Okay, guys, you can find Jeff uh, in the description below. Listen us on Google, Apple, Spotify. Thanks a lot for your time. It's valuable. Thanks, guys, for listening or watching us. And see you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.